Welcome to another edition of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan, and I'm joined by Adrian Hanauer, uh, the majority owner of the Sounders. I'm guessing this has been a pretty fun week for you, especially as someone who grew up in Seattle, who has been with the Sounders for seemingly ever. I, you were a fan <laughs> in the old days. I mean, this is like a, even, just, even just since I was eight old. years old. Right, since you were eight years old. Right, exactly. I mean, this yeah. this must feel like uh, Christmas week for you. Yeah, it's. I, I can't lie, Jeremiah. It's been uh, it's been pretty cool. Um, I, you know, honestly, I wasn't sure how the the last week would unfold. Uh, you know, I was I was down in my basement watching the the Toronto game um, by myself uh, <laughs> as the clock ticked away thinking to myself holy crap like this like this actually might be happening um <laughs> and uh and I actually my my girlfriend was upstairs and I heard her scream when the final whistle went and my my tv was like 10 seconds behind I was like oh no what what happened but um it all it all ended good um yeah I mean and and then just not knowing how the how the city would react really like you know, haven't really been through it, been through it at the at the USL level. Um, wasn't sure the kind of demand that, that would be out there, how much excitement, but it is it has absolutely blown me away. Um, the relevance uh, this team, uh, this club has in our community, uh, and you know, obviously super proud and excited about that um, as someone you know in in ownership and management but just as a fan um it's it's just awesome yeah you see let's dig dig into that a little bit i i feel like there's been a lot of monday morning quarterbacking of people saying like well of course the sounders knew the demand was going to be off the charge but i i like as someone who's been observing this team pretty closely for the last 10 years i gotta say i wasn't sure what to expect you know this is a team that's hosted Two open cup in just during the MLS era, you've hosted two open cup finals. You uh, you've played in front of open stadiums countless times at this point. Uh, you've only twice gone over sixty thousand. That's not to say, I mean, those are huge numbers, but you, this is a, an organization that's played in some big games, that's played in some cup finals at home, and there's been nothing like the demand that you're seeing for these tickets. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, it is, uh, it has been absolutely, uh, crazy. Um, and you're, you know, you're right. I, those, those conversations went on in the, in the organization. Um, are we going to, you know, are we going to sell out? How are we going to sell more tickets starting next week? Um, you know, this was, this was last, last week that we were having right. these conversations. How are we going to deploy? Uh, advertising marketing programs to sell tickets is are the prices too high are they too low or you know and, and obviously working with the league who who's um uh who who ultimately controls the, the the inventory and the and the game um but i was definitely shocked by um by the demand and then subsequently the um the secondary market 
Yeah. Um, the secondary market, uh, which, by the way, had been seemingly destroyed. I mean, and to, through no fault of the Sounders, I think the Sounders have actually done what they can to, you know, like find that right balance. But anyone who's looked for a Sounders ticket over the last four or five years knows that you can get one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's right, Jeremiah. And, and you know, look, I there there was the right balance to be had um in in you know sort of pricing and how the ticket uh uh distribution and allocation went but you know the one thing the one thing i feel very good about is that um is that we did right by our season ticket holders um you know um and you know and and given the the the, the um transactions the number of transactions on the secondary market are relatively low and the number of listings which sort of says that you know those tickets that season ticket holders bought really are going into the hands of other big fans um mm -hmm. not people who are just trying to to make money in in the um in the demand so you know and of course there's going to be some of it and and you know and probably some of our season ticket holders have sold their tickets and and if they're able to make make a bunch of money and you know buy season tickets hold tickets in the future because of that then then you know i guess i'm good with that also fair fair enough uh when was the point in that like i was surprised you know i i'm a season ticket holder I went on and was, by the way, pleasantly surprised to find out how much my season ticket, my how much my ticket for MLS Cup cost. Uh, I just wanted to share that. I was very, I think you guys did amazingly right by, if you were a pay-as-you-go customer for this MLS Cup, you got a smoking deal on the mm -hmm. MLS Cup final ticket. Um, but I was surprised when I went in to go see about getting tickets for, you know, a couple friends of mine those were going really quickly. Was there a point on, I guess it must've been Wednesday when I guess the tickets went on sale Wednesday night. When, uh, was there yeah, a point exactly. at which you realized like, okay, demand is much more robust than maybe we had anticipated. Yeah. I think it was like 30 minutes later. Uh, okay. You know, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, we, you know, we know how many tickets, were sold, for instance, to the Dallas game and the RSL game to our season ticket holders when they can add on. Right. Um, and, you know, 15 minutes in, I think, you know, the number was triple or quadruple that or something like that. So uh -huh. um, uh, I know, you know, Taylor Graham uh, in her office called me and said, you know, the these are going to fly. Um, uh, you know, and then the, then the thought was, okay, how do we, like, we need to make sure that we have something to sell to the, uh, on the public on sale. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's entirely possible that, I mean, for sure, if we had just left it open to our season ticket holders, I think, um, probably all the tickets would have been gone. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, we were able to hold on to some and, and sell them on the, uh, public on sale. So, uh, and it, then, you know, obviously that wasn't the smoothest process. Um, right. But, you know, just sort of representative of, of the demand um, uh, that tens of, I think tens of thousands of people or tens of thousands in demand were, were shut out. 
So, and and so, how does that work? I don't know if how much you can you can disclose, but like, do you know how many tickets were available when 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 the season ticket part of the sale was cut off and it was open to the public? Do you know what the inventory was at that point? And um, and is there any potential of there being added inventory at this point? Yeah, I think it, you know, it was, without getting too specific, it was, you know, mid-upper single-digit thousands. So, you know, five to 10,000 that were available. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, we are in, in contact with, uh, with the league. There is a decent chance of, um, uh, of some additional inventory. Um, we have a waiting list. I want to say I don't know, ten thousand strong or something wow. like that. Um, that uh, you, you know, and we will. Um, uh, it, it, we've been sort of doing a couple of things. One, uh, as we've gotten some tickets, sort of doing a lottery uh, where we're contacting some people to, you know, have the chance to buy, and uh, and then you know, depending on. Uh, the number of tickets we we get back, um, you know, going to that wait list. So, yeah, wow. that's pretty. pretty that's 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 pretty exciting. Uh, and, and so, is there has there been a pinch yourself moment? Have you been able to kind of take a step back and see? Just like I would imagine, this is playing out exactly as you dreamed it would back in two thousand nine. Maybe it's even better than you would have dreamed. Um, yeah, I, um, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll, the first part of your question, pinch myself, no, but I, you know, last night I was preparing for a couple of, you know, really important meetings today. And, and as you might imagine, my prep time, uh, our prep time organizationally for those meetings has been a little bit limited, um, by, being kind of busy around here um and and i was it's funny because i was beating myself up a little bit uh about you know because i like to i like to make sure i dot the i's and cross the t's and you know do things first class and and it you know it just i just didn't have the time and and so but at a certain point i said you know what like this is this is a major like we're, we're playing for mls cup at home uh, in, you know, in my city, I'm born and raised in, uh, you know, I'm 53, you know, the Mariners haven't played in a championship here ever. Like there's a chance, like this could be a once in a lifetime thing. Um, yeah. You I know, mean, we, the, we the all Seahawks have never played a Super Bowl at home. Uh, yeah. Like the, I want to. You know, this is probably the last major league championship that that Seattle has hosted. I'm guessing since the NBA Finals in what '76 or whatever that was. Yeah, certainly the five major, you know, major sports leagues. Not to discount um, the the championships that you've overseen previously, obviously with the Sounders. Yeah, yeah. So again, we all hope this happens again next year. But you know, it's it's hard to get into these positions in sports so i anyway so last night i you know i decided like i'm gonna enjoy this i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy the next five days because you know who knows when this may happen again um 
Uh, and, you know, I've, luckily I've had a lot of friends reaching out who know me, who know um, that that's not very easy for me to sort of turn off the uh, paranoia and obsession over the details and getting everything, you know, fine-tuned and nailed down and, and you know, said, hey, look, just, you know, you got to enjoy this. So that's that's what I'm going to do. All right. At least well, until, I got... uh, until kickoff. Right. And that kind of leads us into this question. Garth has talked about it. Brian has talked about it. There's no secret that for this to really be a magical kind of experience, the Sounders need to, to finish the deal on Sunday. Uh, are you like, are you, are you able to though kind of remove yourself from, from that part of it and, and, and enjoy this week? Are you able to kind of, are you, are you allowing yourself then to kind of bask in, in the buildup and then leave whatever comes for, for them? Yeah, I think I think I am. I mean, again, I I I know that a, one of the teams is going to win and one of them's going to lose. Um so like it, that's just, you know, that's the reality of sports. Um but there there is going to be a lot of joy and positive that comes in the, you know, in this week leading up. Um you know, the city's going to come alive, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Um, we're going to do, you know, we're going to do the march to, to, you know, to beat all marches and, and, uh, that's going to be amazing. Uh, and, you know, and the, the build up to the game, I can almost feel the, you know, the electricity, um, as we speak. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm able to, uh, I'm able to enjoy it a little bit, um, in advance and and you know obviously <laughs> Sunday afternoon would be a whole lot more enjoyable with a win um, but but if that's not where we're at I mean it certainly doesn't you know mean that it hasn't been a, a super successful season um, and that I'm you know that I'm any less proud of uh, of the organization and and the, the players and the coaches. Well, that leads, I think, perfectly into this, which will be our last, my last question for you. But you and Brian have a pretty long history at this point. You've been working together for, I, I want to say, uh, 17, 18 years, uh, if not longer, as head coach and owner. How do you feel, like, when you think about what this means for Brian and what this, and how much more special it brings, it makes this whole experience, knowing that, he's the one that's that's led you to this point that this is you know that he's now got you in three uh MLS Cup finals in the last four years uh what I guess have you and him had a chance to to kind of talk about any of this stuff yet (laughs) no is the answer um uh but you know that said I I couldn't be happier for Brian I you know I know if he hears that, as soon as I mention that to him, he'll deflect it onto you right. know, him being happy for Tommy Dutra and Gonzo right. and Jimmy and uh, and Precky and anybody else he can deflect to. Um, but you know, he's he's earned it. 
Um, you know, he he certainly would have appreciated the opportunity to to coach the MLS team starting in 2009, but he, you know, he uh, had a fantastic attitude and became a spectacular assistant. Ziggy was obviously ready when um, when we made that transition. Um, you know, he's put in the time and work sort of, you know, as player, youth coach, camp director, head coach of U.S. Like, he's done everything in soccer in this community, all as just an, an unbelievable ambassador, a fantastic person, um, thoughtful, generous, um, modest, uh, and, you know, no one deserves it more. So, um, you know, if we're lucky enough to, to be celebrating a championship on, uh, on Sunday, um, you know, there's no one in the world that I'll be happier for than Brian. Yeah. And I know that he is surely going to, going to listen to this and he'll be very happy to know that I, that I don't think that his team is old and tired, any, at least not anymore. <laughs> and, and I appreciate, and I, and I love, and I honestly, I, one of the things I love about Brian is the relationship that he had, like there's this give and take that he has with seemingly everyone in his life. And that it's a very, he seems to have very honest interactions with people and it makes it very easy to root for him. And I think it makes it very easy to also, overlook some of his accomplishments and it make and because I think that's kind of the way he wants it in in a maybe uh, a weird way that I think this is what he he thrives on on people not necessarily uh, expecting the most of him and it and he and he he's uh he's living in the moment and I and I love seeing it and it's uh it's good to good to hear uh coming from you as well yeah no, I mean, look, he, he, Brian is a, is a great leader, you know, and the sign of a great leader is when things are going well, when there are lots of great accomplishments, that, that the first thing you do is point to the people, you know, who work for you, with you, below you, and, you know, um, uh, and recognize that, that, uh, success from comes from the aggregate of a bunch of different pieces and lots of different people. Uh, it's not just one person. And then uh, conversely, when things aren't going well, Brian's the first one to raise his hand and say, Hey, that's on me. Um, my fault. I didn't prepare the guys well enough. We didn't do enough job, maybe putting the film together. We, you know, maybe I made the wrong decisions in the game. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and people want to work for, go to battle with, run for, through walls for, uh, great leaders who, who respect them and, and, and treat them well and, uh, and appreciate, uh, what they do and, and, uh, uh, you know, pass on that, that praise and recognition. 
Well, this has been an amazing ride that we've gone on this year. It's it's kind of remarkable to think that you and I talked not so recently, and uh, and I guess there were, we had plenty of good things to talk about then. But it it I don't think either one of us necessarily saw this as the likely end point of the season. Uh, this being mm, an, no <laughs> an MLS Cup final being played at home just did not necessarily feel like it was in the cards, but. Uh, it's been it's been wonderful to watch this season unfold. Uh, I know it's been I'm sure it's been hard on you. It's been hard on anyone I think that's been associated with this team, but it's also been really rewarding. So I I do hope honestly that you get to enjoy this. I know that you are a very nervous uh, watcher of games, just like myself, frankly. Uh, but hopefully you do at least take a minute to look at that. I mean I am just dying to see seventy thousand like to see every seat filled to hear boom, boom, clap, to hear, you know, scarves up and to hopefully hear that eruption when the first goal goes in and hopefully an even bigger eruption when uh, the final whistle blows with the Sounders uh, on top, ideally. So um, anyway, thanks for doing this, Adrian. You've been uh, a really wonderful guest. You've been really, uh, uh, I, I appreciate how much time you've given to this show over the years and to Sounder at Heart. So thank you very much. Well, right. Yeah, right back at you, Jeremiah. I mean, really, really appreciate what you do um, uh, and uh, Sounder at Heart and uh, all the contributors and people on the message boards and, uh, <laughs> you know, like you guys. Not all of them. <laughs> you guys are a big part of the Sounder ecosystem. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, it takes all the different, you know, stakeholders to – make this Sounders family what it is. So, you know, thank you for what you do. Well, thanks. And uh, yeah, so you're listening to the Sounder at Heart podcast and we'll uh, see you next time.